Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well. Good to be back with you. Yeah, two-week break. It's been a while yeah. since we've had one of those. <laughs> I know. It has been. It has been. But um, I am excited to talk to you about, uh, you know, we've got Star Wars, Ahsoka tonight, and, and, and Blue Beetle. I you know, and I can't wait to hear what you watched on hiatus. I know we like messed just some, you know, during the break as far as like, you know, we got two weeks off and yet still just watching the same old stuff. But maybe you picked up something else since we talked, I guess, a week or so ago. <laughs> no, no, I really haven't. I, um, <laughs> it, it's weird because two weeks ago, um, I, I just had gotten back from Santa Barbara and, um, and that Sunday, which is usually the day where I just find myself watching random stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you would think I would watch like a new K drama or go and think about like one of these shows, which I'm always thinking to myself, yeah, I need to check that out. I hear good things about it. No, I ended up doing what, what frankly most of the world is doing or has been doing for the last few months based on Netflix. Um, but I, I binged, uh, suits. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, I, so, uh, yeah, I've seen that it has, it's had a resurgence. I'm like, wait a minute, uh, did I missed something. Ever since it dropped on Netflix, Netflix just, you go to Netflix, it's the first thing you see. Suits, suits, yeah. suits. And, and I had watched suits back when it was airing on USA. Like, I, I, I think I got on board either season one or season two. And I had watched it all the way up until I think season five. And then I stopped. So, so what I ended up doing two weeks ago is I watched the, what I'm going to call the Catherine Heigl seasons, which are the last two seasons. Okay. I binged both of those. And then I was like, uh, now I kind of want to go back and watch like the beginning. And, and I'm not really watching. I'm just, I'm skipping yeah. through a shit ton of stuff, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I really did binge. I even surprised myself and I'm like, I don't know why I, I'm just willing to put on the next episode, but I, I can do so much stuff and yeah. just check in and check out of the show. And then because I had seen the the earlier seasons, a lot of it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this episode. OK, I don't really care about this scene. Let me go to here. Let me go there. Before you know it, I'm like on episode eight. So I'm that's that's really all I've been watching. Um, I I did finish watching season two of the summer. I turned pretty on Amazon. Um that's based off of a, a young adult novel. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about, it. I've heard of it, but I, but I have it. Obviously, that's not something I tune into. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. It, um, it's um, nostalgic for me of being like, man, this is like the Dawson's Creek of this generation. Even though I have some issues with some of the main character decisions. Okay, not all the motivations are fleshed out. And they make this girl who's only 16. Um, also, wait, wait, before I get into this. Okay. Well, the main character is 16 years old. She's in love with a guy who just finished his first year of college. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. They had uh-huh. sex this season. She's 16, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's been, I guess it depends on what state you're in. But still, yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> I was kind of shocked by that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could I would think it would go there eventually. But and they they didn't show it, but they right. showed enough where they I'm showed, yeah. like, this yeah. is a bit weird. Yeah, that 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 just hear that just makes me kind of cringe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now she's with the other brother. And good Lord, I, the scenes that are coming, who's still older than her by like a year. So I don't know. It's just that kind of caught me off guard. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mainly focused on the brother plot this season, which surprised me because I didn't care about that character during the first season. But yeah, that's enough of my random (laughs) hiatus binge watching. Yeah. Um, What did you check out? 
Besides uh, Star Trek. <laughs> besides Star Trek, yeah, I did, I did do, uh, did finish up Strange New World season two, which I, uh, did enjoy thoroughly, even though the finale was, it was okay. It was okay. I, I did do a, a top, I did rank all 10 episodes for this season. So if you want to check that out, go, uh, go, go to our YouTube channel for that. But, uh, the two things that I had forgotten one of them that was actually coming back, uh, Winning Time, which is a series on HBO or I guess Max. Um, and, uh, it chronicles the, um, the LA Lakers Showtime teams of the eighties uh, and I guess early nineties. So it's in season two. I had, I had remembered that, you know, that it was, I think they saw, I saw maybe a T a preview or something like during the NBA finals, like earlier this summer, but I had completely forgotten it was just, it was coming back in August, but, uh, been watching it. It's in this, this week was just his third week and, uh, it's, it really hasn't missed a beat. I mean, the first season was really good. Second season's a lot, lot better, I think, actually. Uh, as far as just some of the behind the scenes stuff that was going on during, during that season, the set, the, I guess that was the second season of Magic Johnson being on the team. And, um, and, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of dramatization of, and, you know, creative license to, to, you know, really hype up some of the tension. And, but, you know, but again, it is based in fact. And so I've really been enjoying that. And then the second thing, that I just randomly came across, um, was, uh, also on HBO Max, uh, uh doc, docu crime drama, um, true crime drama called telemarketers. And it, it also, it's in the second, just watch the second episode this week. And, uh, it's basically about how these two, two guys like came up with this big telemarketing scheme and, you know, with using the, like the first episode was with the, the fraternal order police and, and, and all these various people from all different walks of life who are these telemarketers and convicted felons, people, drug dealers, I mean, the whole nine, but, but how they just scam people out of their money and, 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 and they did like film a lot of this stuff, you know, contemporaneous to them running these scams back in the nineties and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. So that's the, those, those have been the two new things that I picked up over, over during a break, um, before the sort of tied me over till we got to, uh, to our new Star Wars show. Um, so did you happen to hear about this, uh, to, to go, to go back to earlier this year with a Random reality show that I yeah. managed to get you to watch the yep. reunion episodes of. So did you hear that Rachel Raquel went I on did. to Bethany? <laughs> now, did you have you seen any of it or have you heard about what she said during the interview? I haven't seen it, but I did hear about it. And I heard that she's not coming back for this upcoming season. Oh, yeah. 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 Not because. She wanted to be paid the same as both Ariana and Tom. Yeah. 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 And she's like, well, I was involved in it, too. I had this affair, so I should get more. I should be rewarded. And the producers look at her and say, no, we go no. by longevity. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. Um, And then she I didn't watch it. I, I just I've. TikTok has sh shown me a few clips and then I listen to about 20 seconds and then I just can't stand the sound of her voice. Um, so I'm like, nope, moving on. And I've heard a lot of people talk about what's happened and their thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's really, it's just sad because she is in a really bad situation. Um, yeah coming out of this because now she's not on the show. She's trying to figure out what to do moving forward. And yet she's cast as this big villain um, yeah. to a lot of people. And yeah. so instead of trying to really share her side of what happened, especially now that she's out of that facility and did some work on herself, she um, still argues that, their um the relationship 
that she uh, she broke up was was not a real relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were only together for 10 years and yeah. most of the, and all of it was aired on television for yeah. years. Yeah. So, I mean, whether or not they were as committed to each, well, Tom clearly wasn't, but no. Ariana was, so I don't I don't know, but it's still it's just like her again making up excuses mm-hmm. and then simultaneously also pointing the finger at producers and the cast and saying they were encouraging this behavior. (laughs) So it's their fault. It's their fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's their fault. I'm not. Oh, and the best bit that I heard was apparently by the end of it, she said, my new plan is to start a podcast so that I can share insight into what it's like to be the other woman. Oh God! Oh boy! And you know, yeah, she's gonna be monetized in like no time. (laughs) So she's. (laughs) I'm very curious to because this this whole Bethany Frankel um interview, love it or hate it, yes, a lot of people still tuned in for it just because they wanted to hear and like take apart everything that Raquel was saying. So. I can imagine that there's a searching group of fans who will hate listen to the podcast. And then there's another group who's like, why would you support anything? But yeah, yeah, so do what you can with it. Capitalize. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, totally. She should, she totally should because I mean, that's clearly, uh, it's, you know, it captured it. They capture pop the, the pop cultural zeitgeist. I mean, I mean to the point where you know Vanderpump even is getting because I think it's not what's going to be nominated, huh? It, yeah, it's nominated for an Emmy. Yeah. It's nominated for an Emmy, yeah. So you know, people are yeah, people are tuning in. But ironically, during the interview, she um she like was putting down how the the rest of the cast has been monetizing off of this. And she hasn't received anything. Yeah. Well, she needs to. Well, now she's going. Now she's going to go start a YouTube channel so she can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lady, you still don't understand the word hypocrisy. So exactly. sorry. Yeah. People <laughs> tell themselves. Seriously. Yeah, people Whatever. tell themselves all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm still on the stance of trying to know as little as possible as what's going to happen next season, even yeah. though I randomly encounter things. But I did think that was interesting, um, just just because the last time we we heard anything from her, she was yeah. crying and explaining the real timeline of what happened. But yeah. all right, <laughs> so enough about Vanderpump. Um, it was announced that Dune 2, along with a few other movies, um, are being moved. So Dune 2 will be moved to March 15th. Will, you haven't even seen the, finished watching the first one, right? Uh, yeah. Guilty as charged. And yeah, yeah, I really should go back and comment on your tweet you put out today where you're like, man, I was really looking forward to the second one. I'm like, you yeah, haven't even finished the first one. <laughs> Oh, I didn't say I'm looking forward to the second one. I didn't say that. I just said it was moved. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, yeah, you, that was that. You can explain the other ones that moved while I find your tweet because I could have sworn you said no. you were looking forward to. No, not no. That wasn't me. The only thing I said was that only I tweeted that the it's from our show account that Dune two and then one of the Lord of the Ring the animated Lord of the Ring movie it was uh, both being moved. Um, and then, yeah, so, cause yeah, cause Dune, I mean, basically Dune is just a, again, like many things is just a catastrophe, you know, uh, out from the, the strike. I mean, that's, that's, they couldn't film some scenes and they had to move it. And so, um, and also, you know, a simple fact of the matter that nobody probably is going to be able to promote it, which, um, that's like that you want to have promoting your movie. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so, so this franchise has been kind of doomed since the beginning because it it was um 
it got delayed with COVID. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, the, the one of the delay movies, and then they did release it with the same day, same date. I think that was like the final. Yeah, that was. You know, Denny Denny Vinny knew was like very not happy about that, but you know they they did release it with the day and date. And then uh, speaking of other things that have get that uh, is delayed without a future date is uh, Beyond the Spider Verse. I think that. Um, I think that news dropped whenever we were taking a break. Uh, but Sony has removed it, has taken it off their release calendar for, for next March, and uh, they have not rescheduled it yet. Well, yeah. I <laughs> Anytime people bring up that movie, I just think about where the second one ends, and I'm like... <sighs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to still be living like as long as I don't remember how it ends. Yeah, I'm not as frustrated with okay, we need to finish this. Um, yeah. but but I do remember being in that theater and it ending and just been like, what, what? Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, things are gonna move. We're we are so used to it at this point. I mean, yeah. it's 2023. There was an entire pandemic. Things move. Directors change. Actors change. Things like we have been living in the DCEU for so long, like mm-hmm. the like the multiple regimes and all of their promises unkept. Um, we can handle, we can handle this. I mean, yeah. we yeah. can. We can. Um, that's all I got. But, um, and as always, Will likes to remind everybody that on this Sunday is National Cinema Day, which means $4 movies in any format at what, what cinemas pr- promote the National Cinema Day? Everyone. 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 So, Everyone? Yeah. Everyone. So if you want to, if you, hey, if you haven't seen Oppenheimer and IMAX, this is your chance. And you can see it for $4 or, or yeah. less or less. <laughs> I don't even want to say how much I had to pay for both me and my dad to see that. Yeah. And, yeah. That, or, was, that was a lot. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Or if you, you want to go catch Barbie. Uh, I did watch, uh, I did watch Barbie um, during our break too. Uh, and uh, I liked it, but don't worry. Really, I have anything worth more to say about that, but. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go check check out something and you have been kind of like, ah, oh, just wait for streaming, you can now go see it for four bucks on Sunday, any format. You know, why couldn't it have just, or hmm, why couldn't Cinema Day have occurred last weekend, or why couldn't Blue Beetle be released on Cinema Day weekend? <laughs> because I would much to- rather paid $4 to see that movie than $12. I'm sorry. It just it just was, was like, really? <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. 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 I did I did add a note here. Did we watch the same did we watch a different film? Because I, I, when I got the rundown from you last night, I was like, yeah, I, I noticed you've been like strangely quiet about it this week. Because <laughs> I was like, she, she didn't, Sarah didn't like this movie. I know she didn't. <laughs> I, I really can't imagine you watching it and thinking to yourself, man, I'm curious just, what Sarah has to say as opposed to, I know exactly what she's going to say. I was hope I was really really hoping that you were going to surprise me tonight, but <laughs> no, no surprises. It's like and and I'm sorry. I will say to answer your question, did we watch the different movie? You watched a different movie than majority of the people who have watched the movie because I've listened to I don't a think few I... reviews. And okay, me, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so but kind I of, guess... kind of funny. I mean, because everybody I, I mean, I've heard I mean, let me let me I will say that I, you know, I even now the thing I did tweet that you are that I will say is it did take me a moment to get into this movie. I will freely admit that, uh, you know, but once I did get into it, I really it was a fun, fun movie. And it definitely has more. It definitely had a lot going for it that I think. If you get past your DC, anybody gets past your DC bias. They, it, it, it was probably one of the better DC films that's come out recently. Yeah. Yeah. Do, don't you mean get back to your, um, past your anti DC? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, 
I don't think I don't think it's get past your bias because because that's what you have to get past because you're a DC apologist. I'm an MCU MCU apologist. You're a DC apologist. Yes, yes, we all we balance. Yeah, the yin and yang for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Because all I can think about watching this movie is like I know Will likes this, and yet I don't understand how he can be okay with this movie yet completely hate on Love and Thunder. Because <laughs> this, cause this movie had heart, and Love and Thunder was just a set of, like, like Ant-Man and other MCU shit that's, like, dropped lately. This, it's just a CGI yeah. mess. And, yeah. And, and this film actually had heart. It had, you know, the a story where a, a, a hero with, with Jaime who I could, you know, people can identify with. I mean, and, you know, the granny, she, you know, could have easily been, you know, could have easily been like the, you know, the, the stereotypical tropes of, of whatnot. But, you know, even she had like a, her own superhero story as far as like, hey, she was a revolutionary. And I really enjoyed this, the fact that we had a, 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 a unit that kind of reminded me of like some of the early days, like season one of The Flash, where the family, was important. I mean, I granted now I know I was didn't know, so I will say I will put that out there. But I mean, it was just I just felt like it was the family unit was an extension of him being a hero and supporting him versus like the, the usual thing of where families like pushed it aside or like even Miss Marvel. I mean, I know a lot of people like some people have seen out there try to you know compare it to to Miss Marvel and stuff and. But even with that, it was like, you know, she was trying to hide the fact that she, you know, she was had these superpowers and stuff. Whereas here, Jaime is like, hey, they're all in and well, yeah. and they actually come to his rescue. So, well, yeah. they they had to be all in because they literally watched a beetle go up his ass. So, yeah. apparently, yeah. which that was <laughs> the thing about this movie. I don't understand the tone. <laughs> I mm. don't understand. To me, I. 80% of it, this is a kid's movie. This is perfect yeah. for, like, middle schoolers, young high schoolers. Yeah, this is a movie that would hit differently had it come out for me in, like, 2001. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, it's, yeah. But, but then a scene will happen, and there is a clear boner joke. <laughs> Multiple yeah. boner jokes. Multiple dick jokes. Multiple, like, oh. mature jokes where where I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> what so, is happening? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, so 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 you're saying you're okay with it when it's Spider-Man, but if it's Blue Beetle, then we can't have it. I mean, that's basically, because, I mean, we had that kind of no, same no, kind of humor no, with Spider-Man. No, I'm <laughs> saying that when a joke hits for me, it yeah. hits because, it like, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Like the movie has already set up a more mature or even it, the other jokes leading up to it are not are 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 not as. Um, I don't I don't know how to put this, but it just fits where it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. Well, as see, it did yeah. in the movie where where there's like like a lot of. A lot of very <clears throat> safe things, and then all of a sudden we get this random joke, and I'm like, "What? Where did that come from?" And and I should have known because the trailer includes the scene where he gets the beetle up his ass, and yeah. um, which is horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I mean, and it was. All I could think about was a Fantastic Four. Because in the most recent Fantastic Four movie, the way they get their powers, it is horrifying. Like, there is a um, horror element in that scene. The rest of the movie, doll is shit. But but for a moment, you're like, oh, they're going with this, like, horror element of this um, this genre. And that sequence in Blue Beetle, same thing. And it doesn't match because then then he goes and flies away and learns how to how to use his powers. So so I guess my point is I'm not saying like those jokes can't can't work for Blue Beetle, the character, when they clearly work for Spider-Man. I'm not saying that. 
I'm okay. saying the writing in the two in the movies is different to where in one for me it actually makes sense based on mm. everything else going on in all of the other comedy at play. Mm. Where in this one, I was just like, okay, did we suddenly change audience? Like what happened here? It just, it just yeah. felt, it fell flat. And, and I didn't hear nearly as many laughs on, oh. like it was silent. Oh, see my theater. And maybe this is, I, I, yeah, honestly, I think this might be a demographic thing. I really do because the reviews I have, I mean, I've watched like you. We both watch a lot of YouTube reviewers and and the perspectives. And I've seen so your perspective is one that I've saw. You know, the way I think we were saying some of the jokes didn't land or didn't hit for you. Where I do think as a dimmer in your your theater didn't laugh as much because we're my theater was like people were just like really into it. A lot of laughs. I mean, even even at the end. I mean, I haven't been to a recent comic book film. Other, he, maybe not even. Well, I guess Wakanda Forever, but where people actually like applauded in my theater. I mean, it was like I was like, wow. Now I like the film, but I don't know if I would have I would have given it applause. <laughs> but but I have people, you know, that 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 aspect in with the viewing experience and the jokes were landing. Um, so maybe it's a, maybe it's just a, a demographic thing as far as like audiences and, and I, and I, I will agree with you with one, with, with the tone because, because I, you know, as I said, it did take me a moment to get into it because mm-hmm. I did feel like it was like, it was like when it started out, cause you, you know, you had the, the what was the carjacks and, and, and Victoria Cord like, Looking for the the scarab and 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 the way the cult, the way the open started, I was kind of like it 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 did not work. It did not. Re- it was like oh okay, eh, boy, we're here we go again. But, but that when, was a five second scene. <laughs> yeah, but no, but but even that, even but even setting up Jaime as far as like when he first got back home and stuff, it was it 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 it, it just totally it just didn't. I don't know. It just seemed like a kind of a, a, a like I don't know if it was editing or what, but it, it did. It didn't have a flow to it, right? As far as the, the beginning, but right. once it like, but once we got past the, you know, we, you know, the, the, once we got past him getting the suit, uh-huh. I felt like the second and third acts. Other than well, I will say this: once we got more exposure to him and his family. Uh-huh. As long as the, as long as the movie focused on that and yeah. in those kind of things, I those were the moments that I did and I I will say I enjoyed more than necessarily when he was you know blue in the suit and and you know the, the typical comic book movie stuff. I mean, because I, I, the comic book movie stuff was you know we yeah I mean I'm not going to sit here and say it. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, I mean, I have. And, you know, so that was like, okay, cool. I mean, the CGI was better than, you know, than Flash and, you know, even in some other stuff. But um, I feel like I've just blacked Flash out of my memory <laughs> because I but, like I honestly did not even compare it to Flash. Like I I'm yeah. telling my, I'm fully convinced Flash did not happen this summer. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> even or even or even Ant-Man. I mean, I just felt like it just felt. I, yeah, the comic book aspects of the story just did not resonate with me I mean, that much. But the story, like the like with his dad, I mean, I have to, you know, whatever. Like when he lost his dad, and you know, with the and and they did a good job of sort of setting that their relationship up and stuff. I mean, those were the kind of emotional moments where I did connect with the film because even, I mean, when I whenever he was, you know, whenever he was like racked in the in the machine, whenever trying to take the uh, powers of the, the suit away. And he, you know, he comes across his dad and stuff. I mean, I, you know, it, it hit me differently because I was like, I could, I could, you know, those were the, I had an emotional connection there with, you know, with Jaime and, and losing his father and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, those were the things that, that were the pleasant surprises for me about this film where I felt that the trailer, for example, did not do a fair enough job of selling the heart of the film. Yeah. Well, the heart of the film was about 20%. 
Oh, no, I would say it was that, about 80%. That was, that was the problem for me, where I felt like any time they went into the comic book aspect of it, the suit aspect, him learning how to use his powers, it was like I've seen this so many fucking times before. And you're right, like the family itself, that the cast, great ensemble, a lot mm-hmm. of good chemistry. Again, to your point, like that they actually know what's going on, trying to figure it out, trying to help it, put at risk, all of that. But they didn't spend enough time for me. Like I, they, it felt, it felt too thin, um, Mm. where I would have liked to see more interactions, um, especially between him and his sister. I thought they really worked well together. Um, so, so I just, I guess I understand, I, I agree. Like the, the, the family is the heart of this movie and it is something that's unique. I appreciate all of the Spanish that was used in the movie and that we got subtitles really like that. Um, and, but, but at the same time, I still think they didn't, they didn't hope the strength of the movie was not was not majority of what was shown throughout it. Um, and that's where I was like, okay, I I've seen this before. And the whole thing with his dad, I'm, I'm sorry. Black Panther did it better. Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) I've seen this before and I've seen Black Panther too. So I've seen it twice. (laughs) (laughs) So, So it's just, well, yeah, I'm I, not saying that this is a horrible movie. I yeah. there are other movies that we watched and we discussed this summer or this yeah. year that I would actually rank lower than it, mm-hmm. The Flash included, because I honestly keep forgetting that happened. <laughs> um, but but at the same time, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not blown away, and I'm also not like. Oh, okay. Like, it's not even a guilty pleasure watch for me. It's just something like, this is not targeted for me. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen this before. It would hit differently if I was younger. Um, it would, it would hit not even if I was younger. If I hadn't already, like, yeah. like, I'm glad this movie has come out, come out because I know it's gonna work for the audience it's intended to. Yeah. That isn't me. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, and well, I think that's. I think for me, I, I completely understand that. Completely respect that. I think for me, I think it was refreshing, in that it was not necessarily like tied to you know anything. It was kind of nice to be able to just go into a comic book movie and not feel like, oh gosh, I gotta like know all the like backstory about xyz and you know if i miss xyz show or other movie then you know i'm gonna be completely lost here i mean it was just its own standalone thing and you know and didn't have and really just relied on the 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 characters within you know within this film and and you know open you know but also did open the door to some you know possible future things with the mid-credit with you know with with ted cord and and yeah, we do know that James Gunn has said that this film is, you know, I guess the first uh, part of the new DCU. And, uh, you know, we do know Booster Gold is coming and Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are, you know, do have a partnership in the comics. So, so, you know, so you do see, you know, we do, you know, we'll probably see Jaime again, which I hope so, because I think Cholo did was enjoyable as this character. So, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. He, he played the, he plays the same role that he played in Karate Kid. Or Cobra yeah. Kai, so yeah, with, with better I, with better material because that show's gotten that show's gotten like way out there. That's your opinion. <laughs> I don't know if it was a lot better material. Season uh, one is still really good material. Season, yeah, before before <laughs> went to that before went to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, depends on the season, man. Yeah. Waited for that that show to return. <laughs> the <laughs> oh my god. Um, all right. So that brings us to Star Wars. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. I mean, we took two weeks off, but I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, we just, we're just coming off of 
One thing, and I was listening to some reviews of Ahsoka um, before we got on tonight, and they were bringing up how Mandalorian had happened earlier this year. I was like, oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot about Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I, I really like this show. I, 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 I'm not going to say I really like this show. I'm going to say I really like the way they started because we all know these shows can often go downhill the moment we get on board. <laughs> so, which I, I don't, I don't think is going to happen. Um, but honestly, um, it felt like a Star Wars movie. It it felt like these characters, I know a lot of fans, people who have watched Rebels, know these characters already, Mm -hmm. know what's going on, all the backstory. I'm coming in fresh. I still was like, okay, I'm on board. I see what's going on. They didn't. They didn't spoon feed things to the audience, but they also did not like, let me have these five characters each give different like five different monologues to explain all of this stuff no it was so simple Mm -hmm. um but it was also entertaining it was simple Mm. yet entertaining um and you could and there were hints about the lore and the connective Mm -hmm. tissues and the bigger picture and we know feloni's playing a long game i hear all about it in the reviews i listen to Mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day, it's just so, it, it's a really good, strong start to a show um, to bring you into this world, to br- um, introduce these characters or refamiliarize fans with these mm-hmm. characters in this sense. Um, and it's beautiful. It's very well shot. Um, the the CGI on fucking point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I really, I really like it. And I can only sum it up to be like, it was so simple, but it was entertaining. And that's really hard to do, especially yeah. in this genre. It is. Well, um, well, so as the, as, you know, I, I was really wanted to hear your thoughts on it because you have, like you said, you haven't watched Rebels or Clone Wars mm-hmm. and, and I, you know, I, and so I, I was hope I really, that's, I, I, hearing you say that means that Filoni hit it, at least for this, for you as you casual Star Wars fan, he, he mission accomplished. Right. Right. Because, absolutely. Yeah. Because I mean, for me, having watched Rebels and Clone Wars, I, I agree with you, the, the cinematography, I mean, the moment, we got the the crawl. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, we're back in freaking Star Wars land. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I didn't realize how much I missed the crawl. Right. I, mean, I, I know it wasn't I know it wasn't like the traditional crawl like you know like we've seen in the, in it the was episodes. Crawl. <laughs> it was a crawl. Yeah. And it and it wasn't just that they pan up to uh, a spaceship. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which which is another classic opening moment. Like you get the crawl, then you get the pan up, the music, everything yeah. about the opening sequence was just like, oh my god, this is refreshing yet nostalgic yet yet it just it it works like yeah. like it's totally what I think it's something that. Anyone who has been tuning in to these Star Wars shows has been like looking for like, yes, we want something new. We want something different and or filled that yet, Mm -hmm. yet simultaneously now, now Ahsoka is filling this like, but the familiarity, (laughs) like you got your difference. This is more familiar, but better. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally agree with you there. Cause I mean, that, I mean, yeah, it was just, it was just those moments like the crawl moments, like, you know, with the, the new hope vibes with the ships, the panning, all those kind of things. Uh, for me is, I will say 
as much as I enjoyed it, I wasn't blown away. Other right. than, I mean, but I, I wasn't. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I, I enjoyed yep. the two episodes. They did what they needed to do to like to fill in the gaps for casual Star Wars fan who, you know, and I do, I, you know, and do think that there were some like, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about like, for example, how Soka was as far as her, from, you know, what I'm used to seeing her for, from Rebels and from Clone Wars versus how she's appeared in live action. So, you know, so there is those kind of things that, you know, that I think that's what kept it from blowing me away because I do feel like a lot of times either, either was by directing choice or the way Rosario's playing Ahsoka at this point, I did feel a little like that cold aloofness Hmm. from it that, um, that did take me out of it just a little, not, I don't want to say take me out is the right word, but it did like, completely where I, and I think some people have called it pacing issues. So, so I guess, but for, okay. but, but for me, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a pacing issue for me. I mean, I actually like the way that the story was paced, but I do feel like it was just like, I couldn't get like, I couldn't feel like I could get a, an attachment to Ahsoka okay. in live action. Yeah. than then I, then I say have had with that character before. Same right. with Sabine, okay. same, same with Hera, because I'm used to them from, you know, I just fresh off a rewatch with my wife. She, she finally, she just finished watching all of Rebels. So still Rebels is fresh in my head right now. And so some of those vibes, you know, I was like, it was, that's what I was missing. And that's what kept me from completely being like, that blew me away because that, that emotional note connection that I had with those characters from the animated didn't translate completely for me into live action as of yet. I mean, there were moments where we had it, but not all, but there were other points where I was just like, eh, just a little, felt a little cold. Right. Right. No, that, that makes sense. And yeah, I would agree. That's not a pacing issue. Pacing yeah. issue is when you're thinking the whole episode felt poorly paced, not right. just the character um, themselves, but um, I I can understand that because it's anytime a character and I know Ahsoka's beloved. I mean, like mm-hmm. I know Ahsoka is Floney's crown jewel, mm-hmm. <laughs> and people yep. people are very protective of that character. Yep. Um. So I I actually don't think it's a bad thing. I think that's just is very telling to, um. I'm here's the thing. Um, it's interesting because earlier this year we talked about, I don't know if anybody has heard of the show, the last of us mm-hmm. <laughs> people, <laughs> have, people who played that game, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Some of them don't like the show because yep. of their attachment to yep. those characters in the game. So <laughs> yeah, so and, that's a great analogy. Great analogy. Yeah, Cause I think that's yeah, exactly what so, we're seeing here. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just, it's just, and then I'm, I, I used to be an avid book reader and I would often read books that would be moved to movies. Same thing where it's just like, that's not the character I knew. Um, it's, it's hard. However, I do think like to your point, there were glimmers. So, and we're just getting started. I think it's a good, I agree. Nothing's, I wasn't blown away by this. I just, I just thought it, it was very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it didn't feel like a slog. It mm-hmm. felt like we were starting something while at the same time being plopped in the middle of something, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. it felt like I could, I could check my phone and I wouldn't miss like, five different name drops of people who I'm not going to remember because the dialogue was like so easy to follow, which has been a problem for me with a lot of these star Wars shows, Mm. like the monologues and the, and the name drops and the planet references like, no, 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 just give me a witch. And okay, I'm going to call it right now. Okay. There better be a fucking charmed crossover happening. <laughs> because I, the charmed, 
charm back in the day was amazing. Okay. The power of three. Okay. So first yeah. she's like three figures mm-hmm. and then, and then looking at the star map and I see it and I'm like, Oh my God, that is charmed. The Hollowell sisters are canceling <laughs> Star Wars. Hallelujah. <laughs> and yeah. she's a witch. It makes all the it, sense in the world. It makes, I mean, it makes all the sense. Hey, there's, there's, there's trinities everywhere. I mean, there's Trinities in Star Wars and there's Trinities in Charm. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so, so good. Hey, uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's right. I mean, the, but I, that's the cool thing about like the, the lore stuff. Cause that's where for me seeing like when, when Ahsoka was in the search of the map on that planet and, and we see the three sisters. Um, the, the, the and, and, and so. Of Dr. Miller and, and stuff and the map and, and those kind of things. That's, that's where I was just like, that, like the familiarity. I mean, there's things there for like, for me as, uh, you know, for like what I got out when I saw those like moments at Andor, they were organic to the story Easter eggs. Yes. That yes. you did that, that didn't need like, whereas I felt like Obi-Wan just threw shit there just for the sake of doing it. Where here is like, this has a purpose. And to, to get to this MacGuffin, which is what, which was the map. Right. Well, I think, I think a better analogy with Obi-Wan, it felt like we're going to tell you this story that you keep clamoring on being told and not do anything interesting with it, not really explore yeah. the more dramatic. But with this show, um, and I didn't really catch on to it. I'm sorry. I'm a bit slow, but yeah, we're introduced to quote unquote potential Sith. Right in the beginning. So, but, but people have pointed out those lightsabers aren't red. They're that's right. Orange. That's right. Um, they're dark. But they're... the way we're introduced to them, there's a moment where you're just like, are they Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and it's, that, just, it, it's such a good presence. And, and I love, again, I knew, I knew Filoni, like, um, just the title of the episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, master and apprentice. Yeah. And then yeah, you're, trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The, 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 and I love, you know, that's one of the things also, I think they did well with carrying some things over, you know, in this new Republic timeline and showing like, you know, we, and we saw it in Mandalorian season three, but I think they did it even a little, even better here whenever it whenever uh Baylor and, and and Shen came on with the fake Jedi code, you know, it checks out in the and how the the hubris of the New Republic. Like we are the confident New Republic because we kicked the Empire's ass so we can do whatever we want. And and he got his ass handed to him. And mm-hmm. and and you're right. I mean I, the I like the you know how they introduced them where you yeah, you have these orange Jedi's and it's you're like oh these orange lightsabers and you're like, wait a minute. I thought the Sith were all destroyed, but it, and it's clear they're not Sith, but I think that it it it, it expands Filoni loves to he he's really big into expanding the the force lore. Yeah. And his stories as well. I mean he did it all through Rebels, he did it through Clone Wars. So this is another extension of that. And showing yeah. these, showing these dark Jedi. Or fallen Jedi. Fallen Jedi, which Ahsoka is in some case, in some ways, a fallen Jedi. And so, so what they've started is a great parallel where we're not getting this mustache twirling villain of like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to build a Death Star because five other people haven't thought about that idea and execute. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Um, they, they they didn't show that. Um, mm-hmm. They just showed a different in in wake of the new republic, a different master and apprentice yeah. who are serving a witch, um, yeah. and who yeah. are um, who also are force sensitive. On, yeah, who are on the on the hunt for more power. Um, mm-hmm. for some reason, but also have a code because I really like that lot last line that Balan says that says like to kill her would be a waste. Yeah. And that's the truth. Like yeah. there's something about Balan where 
Yeah, he may be headed to the dark side, but he still has this code and that's why his saber isn't red. It's orange. Mm -hmm. Like he wants power. I like the line about greed. Like Mm -hmm. that's not loyalty. It's greed. I, I think they're, they, um, they again they just the dialogue was not forced there was a lot of subtext there was there was a lot of um setting the stage for where we are mm-hmm. and what's to come while not trying to like give a philosophy session um lecture about war and politics yeah 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 <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah, because like in the second episode, whenever they are on Corellia and and they are and Hera and, and Ahsoka are talking and you know and I think somebody references, you know, you guys are talking the politics and stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't like the stilted politics that we saw in the prequels. Mm-hmm. It was just the natural like here here's where things stand at this point with this imperial sympathizer. Well. We, we learned he's, a, you know, we learned that he's an imperial sympathizer, you know, because he's looking out for his investors, and it, and it does go back to the greed, you know. At the end of the day, you know, everybody has their motivations, and 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 it's not necessarily, um, you know, it's not necessarily become force users or whatever. It's it's about profit, and and, and even thinking to the sequel trilogy, I mean that you know I think, it, you know that that gets carried forward with. Some of the, the war, you know, people are profiting from the war. We see that Canto Bright and other places like that in the Star Wars universe where, you know, you have this military industrial complex and, and, and that's what, you know, that's what a lot of these folks who are former Imperials are missing because their gravy trains have been like cut off as far as their, their rich lifestyles. And, you know, and, and, we, and especially when you think back to like Andor, you see in the older, in the, in the, Old Republic and the Imperial and also the Imperial period. And I think about that planet, uh, where, uh, they were, where the, the Imperial base was at and they had the big gold reserve and that kind of stuff. And the, 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 the lavish lifestyle. And I remember the, the Imperial soldier, you know, really wanting that promotion so he could get off that planet to, to a bigger, you know, thing is his motivations were, you know, again, greed. And so I think I like that they're showing why because of you know they're showing like all these the mistakes that the new republic is making and 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 really setting the state you know it's really this period is really setting the stage for showing how the first order comes into into power in the in in the sequel trilogy so i think a lot of things Filoni's doing here is you know and and i think the idea is i I think this this show is working its way towards the, the 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 his movie to show the rise of the first order and stuff. And it's, and it's really laying that groundwork, uh, what we see on Corellia with, with the, uh, whenever they're trying to get, when they're building the, the, the hyperdrive, um, so that, um, Morgan can get to the next galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Through her, um, eye of Scion. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, come on, like, where's the Lord of the Rings crossover <laughs> now? I mean, yeah, for real. I still need to finish the first season, but I, I could, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, we're, it's gonna cross over Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> we got all these crossovers, yeah. Why? Yeah. That? <laughs> Why? Potential crossovers for sure. Potential crossovers. But, uh, you know, another thing that, that, um, you know, I know it, the, the that what you know you're talking about titles and and master and apprentice and and Ahsoka and Sabine and also how this all ties back into Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um and and also even ties into why you know it gives us more context for why given that her training of Sabine somehow failed and and why Ahsoka was so reluctant to train Grogu whenever we see them and, and Mando season two was that book of Boba Fett. They started to run together after a while, but, uh, but, um, you know, that, that relationship there, but also I think Ahsoka is feeling some of the responsibility. Like if she, I don't know responsibility, but she's definitely feeling like if she hadn't left the Jedi order after all what transpired at, at the end of Clone Wars, you know, would have Anakin would have 
You know, maybe she could have been the backstop to keep him from going full Sith. If she had right. She, she has away. Guilt. Yeah, she has, she has a lot of guilt. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she's a martyr. She's she's the female version of Obi Wan, but better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and from a different perspective, because she was Anakin's Padawan, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then she she ended up leaving, not getting her self fully trained, which which makes sense for her to then find herself in the position of having a Padawan. Well, I never even finished my training. Like there's something about being a fraud yeah. there um, yeah. that I'm sure she feels. And 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 there with with her. um there, I think there, there's a need for redemption and a need to make things right. Mm-hmm. Um, without me knowing the full context of everything that happened with Thrawn in particular and Ezra, like there, there's a lot that is already being shown and told to me that says she's, her, her mission is to set something right. Um, yeah. she, but she's also, not the best at um at uh at explaining her emotions mm-hmm. so, yeah. so yeah she she is a bit cold but i think she's also suffering from main character syndrome where often the main characters tend to be the most like they're the straight man they're the yeah. they're and all of the other like sabine feels very much more vibrant and colorful yeah. Because she's that personality is trying to contrast with what's going on with um, with uh, Ahsoka, who has to have this layer of mystery. So we will want to learn yeah. more about her um, yeah. because the show is a focused on her in particular. Yeah. So, yeah. And I like, and, you know, and, and to that point, I'm glad that that they made that pairing with Ahsoka yeah. and Sabine, because. Because once Sabine in, in Rebels showed no sensitivity to the Force at all. I mean, when Kanan and Ezra were trying, whenever she, whenever they came across the dark saber, and she, and Kanan was trying to teach her how to use it, she was no had no Force sensitivity whatsoever. Um, and also Ahsoka and Sabine really didn't have much relationship at all. This is like. So with them creating this in the story for this show is to, I think you, what the point you just made really like is, is, is right on point there as far as why they, why Filoni made the decision to, to have Sabine be her Padawan. Why? Because the, the, that contrast. Yeah. Because Ahsoka has seen stuff. I mean, she's, you know, she's been through the world between worlds where you know where Ezra saves her right at the last minute from getting struck down by Darth Vader. I mean, Soka. Yeah. I mean, she she died before <laughs> and was brought back in, in, you know, in Clone Wars, and and then you know, and she and she's you know, she she walked you know she was labeled a traitor to the Jedi Order, but of course things were were set straight. But then she decided to leave the Jedi Order because of uh, uh you know because she just didn't trust him anymore. So. You know, yeah, so that coldness and that aloofness, I think looking thinking about it more, I mean, it it makes sense for why she was sort of she was this way by this point in the story. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 so even though it was hard to warm up to her as a character as far as like watching this, but in context of what's going on in, in, in universe, it makes total sense why she is so like aloof and guarded and, you know, kind of, you know, kind of stiff arm with everyone as far as any emotional attachment because, because she's seen some shit. <laughs> and, and I think also for you as someone who has, has seen her through a lot of other stories in, in context of those stories, um, there are still some gaps, right? Yeah. From what mm-hmm. I understand of yeah. her storyline and yeah. some yeah. pieces. So, so you're also like looking at her and being like, why aren't you answering this and this and this? Yeah. I, I, hopefully yeah. the series will do it. Like you, it's, you're with, while for me, I'm, I'm, I have much bigger gaps 
But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm just like, I just met her. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I've, I, I encountered her previously for like two episodes and now I'm meeting her again. Um, and, and we'll see where this goes, but I'm meeting all these other characters. Um, so, so I, I think Filoni is walking a thin line mm-hmm. expertly. Um, yeah. based on our conversation and our takeaways of this episode. And I think like, even though nothing crazy happened, I think they are starting this show, not necessarily at a high, but as on strong, yeah. Um, yeah. which yes. makes me have confidence that this, this, the season will be well executed because I, I think it's telling that I, I have confidence already that there's an end game here. Yeah. The, yeah. They are writing, knowing where they're going, where sometimes, more often, unfortunately, it is clear to me within the first two episodes, the writers had no idea where they wanted to go. They had like a vague idea, but not a clear idea, which leads to a lot of weird story points and like, oh, we spent too much time here, so now we mm-hmm. got to get there and... Yeah. All of these these bad writing issues. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think overall Ahsoka, very strong start. Looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean the second episode in particular really like I said earlier, this these two episodes I'm glad they dropped them together because it really they do complement each other very well as a unit. And to you know, and, and thinking through the second story, like for example, with the map seeing, you know, going to another galaxy and to your point, they, that, that, you know, and her hearing Thrawn. So, you know, you get the pergola, you know, we look at the, when you look at whenever she, they're on that, the, the planet there, you see the map, you see the pergola, like, you know, in the, you know, going in circles around it. So of course the pergola are clearly, you know, training, you know, hyperspace sensitive animals and get travel through. So maybe, you know, so, you know, Star Wars is not really Star Wars has always stayed within the their galaxy. So now we're going to, you know, this story is going to take us to another galaxy. And and opens the door to so many possibilities beyond right. of, of things that we that we already know. So that that's one great that's one thing that we have here. Um, you know, the the story with you know, obviously we talked about Sabine and, 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 and Ahsoka and, you know, and, and, and Wang giving Sabine that speech to like, Hey, get back in the game. You know, you're not a mm-hmm. failure, you know, take the opportunity here, you know, and then, you know, in the second episode too, a lot of people theories about, you know, what the, uh, is the, is Mar, Mar, Maro, is he is Ezra or is this another, another fallen Jedi, you know, as far as the Inquisitors and stuff. So there's things, you know, there's all, you know, Filoni has really set up nicely everything very well in these first two episodes to really, so that whenever we do get the recreation of the scene at the end of this episode that takes us timeline, all the stuff that we're seeing here is basically like, so basically it's about, you know, nine years after a new hope and, 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 and to the second season of Mandalorian. And so and it had the, cause we had the recreation of the scene there on the fall. And then we see Sabine. The and, Mandalorian huh? took place after right yeah. return of the Jedi. Yeah. That's, that's nine years after oh. battle. of Yavin. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate you trying to tell me where it was, but I will be honest, you're starting to confuse the shit. Yeah, so basically, yeah, so basically, okay. so basically, so basically the way, where episode two of Ahsoka ends is basically, um, second season of Mandalorian. So everything okay. that we get moving forward is either running concurrently with the third season of Mandalorian, um, or they may be, or they may do some time jumps around here as well. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I expect some time jumps yeah. if it's only second season, just because it doesn't make sense to me why, it, w- considering where we left things with Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, like they're going to catch up eventually, but. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, but, 
but as a but as a fan of Rebels and seeing that seeing them because I saw the trailer where they recreated the, the final scene from from Rebels in in Ahsoka, so just to see it all sort of play out in live action was 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 again another treat. I mean, like you know, so it the the bookends of the episodes, whether it was the you know the start of of the episode one and the end of episode two, um, were nice bookends. To, to this story. And, uh, and uh, as I said, I'm feeling very confident. I'm feeling very good about what, what's to come over the next six weeks. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me out on Twitter or, or X, formerly known as Twitter, W I L L M P O L K. And you can also find me on that platform at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter, formerly X, formerly known as Twitter, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, um, at Scene Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and and our threads at Scene underscore N underscore Nerd. And visit our website, www.seenandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you hear podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.